Episode 7, an interview with Discovery Coach Carrie Schweer from Great Tonic. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Small Biz Startup Essentials Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Claremont. My goal is to help equip you through the personal brand small business startup process by providing you with enough tips and tools so that your pivot through the small business startup process is a lot easier than it was for me. You can go to TomClaremont.com for more information on how I can help you with your new startup. And hello again. Welcome to another episode of the Small Biz Startup Essentials Podcast. Very excited to have with us today, Carrie Schweer from Great Tonic. Uh, Carrie has spent most of her professional life helping people find their story that they want to tell about the choices they make in their lives. For the past two decades, she's helped companies grow by finding new ways to serve clients. Carrie believes the best way for a company to expand is to help its clients expand. She founded Great Tonic and questioned the drink in 2018 for professionals like herself that are using alcohol as a coping mechanism for stress. Carrie is a discovery coach, a speaker, and a co-author of the book, The Successful Mind, Tools for Living a Purposeful, Productive, and Happy Life. Carrie, thanks for being with us today. Well, thanks, Thomas. Thanks for having me. So uh, tell us a little bit about how you made that transition from the corporate life to present-day coaching. Oh, yes, it was quite the journey. That's for sure. I'd like to first say that I think this, my passion and my purpose kind of found me versus me actively seeking it. And I think for a lot of people that can sometimes happen where you just fall into something. So I I will put a little caveat, caveat out for that. That's how I got into coaching. It sort of found me and with my own story. So yes, I was working a great job. I worked at Porsche. i loved it. I loved everything about it. And at that time I had already been a couple of years alcohol free and I had some people that were following me, asking me to help coach them kind of like a sponsor. And I was loving doing that. And I was going to create something with my church and that didn't work out. And my girlfriend said, Carrie, you're already helping so many people. Why don't you create something on your own? And I was like, sure. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. So I went into this thinking it was going to be a part-time gig, something on the side. And little did I know the momentum was so incredible that it, before I knew it, there I was creating a website, creating my social media platforms, coaching clients. And there you have it. And then one day I said to my husband, honey, I think I'm going to quit my full-time, secure, very well, high-paying job, and I'm going to go do this business. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Will you support me? And he said, yes, go after your dream. So that's pretty much the short, short version. Okay. So when you got to the point of of going part-time side gig to full-time, how did you sort of work through that process? Did you sort of say, you know, um, I've, I've heard others say like, okay, I'm going to have three months of the income I want to make, you know, in advance so that I can, I have some sort of, you know, assurance that I'll have the income that I need. Is that, did, how did you work through that? 
Yeah, those are some good questions. So I'll back up a little bit um, closer to the beginning of this journey. And that was hiring a coach. I hired a business coach that helped me really birth this idea. Uh, I've never been an entrepreneur before, so I didn't know how to do it. And when you're brand new, there's a lot to learn. And, you know, I just had another podcast interview last week with that business coach. And we were talking about how it's almost as though you have, you get an MBA when you're an entrepreneur, because there's so much for you to learn about so many things, right? We think that we know a lot until you really get into the thick of it. And then you realize, oh my gosh, I don't know enough. And <clears throat> it's constant learning. So for me, I started with hiring a coach that could help me get this idea up and going. And then really navigating through all the ins and outs, hiring an attorney, having all the legality stuff in place, you know, creating a website, you know, all those small actions that you do getting prior to, you know, making that big leap. So a lot of it was working with a coach. Then I worked with a communications coach and then I joined a mastermind. So I had a couple things in place prior to continuing my education certifications, putting all that into place. So my big plan last year in the beginning of January of 19 was for me to work at my job until the end of 2019. That was kind of the, the original goal. And it was in April of last year when I decided that things were moving so quickly. And my mom, <laughs> my mom has a saying, and she always says, honey, when things are meant to be, they're just easy and they're right. And I was like, wow, that's such a great saying. And as I was going through the motions from January to April and things were all falling into place, I couldn't help but remember my mom's words. So at that point, I decided, you know what, things are going better than I expected. I was moving things along. I felt so confident. And that's when I approached my husband and said, listen, my goal in April was by the end of um, May that I would leave my job full time. And I said, here's my plan. You know, we'll be able to pay this off, pay this off, pay this off. I'll be in a financial situation that I can cover myself for a couple months. Would you be able to support me if I'm not bringing much income in? And he said, yes. So a huge part of that decision and that success for me was having a partner who was willing to support, support the family, myself, and give me that backing that I needed so badly. Because in the beginning of entrepreneurship, it is, it is quite the burden on, on a family. Right. I can attest to that. Uh, it's, it's definitely uh, a big weight off your shoulders when you have the support of your spouse or your significant other, right? So what kind of obstacles did you face uh, early on when you made that transition? Oh my gosh, not knowing enough. It was not enough hours in the day. And, um, you know, going back to what I just stated about not having you know, if you don't, if you're in a situation where you don't have the support and you don't have the income that you need to support yourself, you know, don't give up on your dream. Then you just keep going. It might take you a little bit longer because that's really important. And sometimes it is good to go, you know, jumping in feet first and giving it your all and almost like, you know, you, you got to swim or you're going to sink kind of a thing. But some obstacles, getting back to your, your other question here, the obstacles are, again, not knowing as much as you think you need to know and not having enough hours in the day and prioritizing what should be done and when it should be done. 
I was so hung up, Thomas, on finding a logo, creating a website, all this kind of stuff, when I should have been focused more on my business plan, my coaching model, really having those things solidified before all those other things, the marketing pieces came into play. And I think we all play off of our strengths. And my strength is in marketing and having an eye for that and being out in the marketplace. My, my weakness is building out programs. So one of the obstacles that I had to come to terms with was I needed some additional help on helping me build out those programs and the, the back end foundational things of the business. And, you know, a year later or a year and a half into my business is when I brought on a partner who fulfills all of those, those things that I needed, all those requirements of the things that I were missing. So, you know, think about bringing on a team where you can have somebody that's picking up where you leave off and, and where your strong points are, you know, their weaknesses and vice versa and collaborating with somebody or, and if it's not a partner like I have, then it's, hiring somebody that can help you, whether it's a freelancer or a coach or something along those lines is so beneficial. Right. You mentioned the word team and, uh, and that's something that I bring up as well that, um, you know, it's always good to have people around you. you. You might not need a partner in the business, but you have sort of a, a team or partners that uh, are part of your uh, you know, virtual team, so to speak, you know, like to do the things that you uh, may not have s strengths to do, right? The, you know, website design and logo design and, and graphic design, things like that, you know, and so, so I'm a fan of having uh, a team as, as well. So how did you sort of uh, select the team members? How did you go through that process? Oh, yeah, that's a that's a great question too. So I, early on, um, early on in, in, when I first started, I used a platform Upwork and a lot of people are familiar with Upwork. There's Fiverr and Upwork is actually where I found my web designer who now is still, still my web host, uh, provider. And he's wonderful. I just absolutely adore him. He's been great. And so that was one avenue using Upwork. Another one was joining a mastermind. And that is an investment in itself, but having that collaborative support from other like-minded individuals who are also entrepreneurs who are in business, they might be in their first year, they might be in their third or fifth year, but those that are steps ahead are helping the newer people and, and the newer people can help those coming behind them. So having that sort of community is really huge. And you don't have to pay to be in a mastermind. You can create one on your own. You can join a Facebook group. There's all sorts of ideas there. And then in terms of um, my partner, that sort of kind of just happened. It wasn't anything I sought out. We sort of found each other in a sense and it just worked out that we both had the same desire for the business and really had some common uh places or, or things that we wanted to accomplish so that just sort of worked out that was truly divine intervention there so i think a lot of it is you know if it's meant to be it works out people are brought into your life at the right time just when you need it mm -hmm. and most recently i i just hired um a gal who's going to be helping me with some copywriting and content for social media and so forth. So I think it just really depends on the needs, knowing when you need somebody, when you get to the point where you just can't do it yourself anymore and you need that additional help. 
it's okay to hire someone else. And you know what? It's great because it provides a little bit more freedom. I can focus on what's really important, which is my clients. And that's my ultimate priority. Right. Good. So um, any advice uh, you might want to, you know, give someone else that has some aspirations to be uh, sort of a coach and you're sort of maybe, I think you're more in the executive coaching. Is that correct? Or I do. I provide concierge coaching, discovery coaching for professional men and women who are using alcohol as a coping mechanism. So they're in the gray area and the gray area could be, of, of course, drinking, which is what I really focus on and specialize in, but it also can mean in the gray area of life in general, where they're in this in-between space of not being completely fulfilled and they're stressed out and they're just trying to find their way. So a lot of it is really focused on gray area drinking. My program is question the drink and that's what I do. But to answer your question on advice, yes, I have so much advice. Number one, don't give up on your dream. If you feel a calling on your life or if you feel a pull to do something, it is going to be hard, period. Expect it. Expect mm -hmm. to suck. Expect to have problems. <laughs> Expect things not to work out, right? You're going to have really big highs and you're going to have crashing lows. And there's going to be an emotional roller coaster every other month. And you're going to think, why the heck am I even putting myself through this? Right? There's got to be a better way. You know, I wasn't signing myself up for this craziness. Expect it. But here's the thing every time you get in those deep lows and those valleys, the breakthrough is just around the corner. It's okay. one foot in front of the other. Everybody good sucked in the beginning and everybody had struggles in the beginning and the farther along i get which i'm still very new in business let's face it i'm coming up on two years i'm still very new and i'm still at the point where i have you know every well it's less now but it's like maybe every two to three months i have a good breakdown cry because things aren't going my way right mm. <laughs> it's just part of being an entrepreneur it's part of working for yourself right. the other thing i'll say is you already have the drive, you have the passion, you have the fire, but you also need to find some sort of balance for your life, meaning don't let the work consume you to the point where you're not taking care of yourself. You still need to have that self-investment value there for you, meaning taking time to, to go for a walk, spend time with your family, do things, little things that are rewards to you. Because if you don't, you're going to get burnt out and it's going to become a burden rather than a joyful adventure in which you're trying to achieve. Yeah, I fully agree. And there's times when I just turn my computer off and uh, go outside. <laughs> and that's like, it's summertime. <laughs> I can't be inside all the time, you know, and, and ride my bike or something. And I'm like, I just got to stop. You know, and, and um, uh, when you're self-employed full-time, it's hard to turn it off, right? Uh -huh. And you, you, you wake up and you go to bed and, and you're thinking about everything you need to do or want to do or should have done, and, and it just doesn't stop. Yeah. So there's got to be uh, some sort of a, a switch <laughs> that you can <laughs> flip in, in your head to to just turn everything off and and you know do something fun. So I, I agree with that. One last question, if I could, is there anything 
you think you would have done differently if you could do it all over again? Oh, that's such a good question. Boy, it's so hard to say that, right? Hindsight is twenty twenty, and what would I do differently? Mm. I strongly believe that things happen the way that they should. And, you know, the, my frustration, my personal frustration is things weren't happening fast enough. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs feel that way. You know, they want the success early, but sometimes we need to be patient. And there's a lesson and a reason why things aren't moving as quickly as you want them to. And in the moment, you can't understand it or see it but trusting the process. So I think if I was going to go back and give myself some advice, I would remind myself of all the wins that I had each week. And they might've been small wins, but to really record those and look back and see how far I've come in a month or two months or three months and how much I've grown. And yes, it may have only been one tiny little thing, but that little tiny thing matters and it adds up. So I think I would tell myself to have patience and give myself grace and understanding. And it's okay. If something doesn't get done, it's okay. It will be there tomorrow. It just means you weren't meant to get it done that day. Right. Wow. Excellent, excellent advice, Carrie. Um, so can you tell the folks listening how they can get uh, in touch with you? Oh, sure. The best way to find me is on my website, which is Gray Tonic, and that's spelled with an A. So G R A Y tonic, all one word, greattonic.com. And I have a great private Facebook group called Question the Drink. That's also the name of my coaching program. And Question the Drink, I'm happy to say, took 17 months to get it, but it is officially a registered trademark now. Uh, that's the oh, other thing. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it took a long time. Uh, but Question the Drink is a really great place. It's it's not a sobriety group or a recovery group. That's not what I do. It's there for people who are really questioning the relationship with alcohol and looking for clean living alternatives. So either one of those places is great, but my website has all my information. Fantastic, Carrie. Well, thanks for uh, taking a little bit of time to uh, share your experience with us and, uh, and your expertise and give some advice. Uh, do appreciate your time tonight. Uh, Carrie Schwer from greatonic.com. Carrie, thanks again. You know, if you're listening to this episode and you're already having thoughts that maybe you're drinking a little bit too much, maybe things are starting to get out of control, why don't you look Carrie up at greatonic.com and reach out to her. I'm sure she could help. That's our episode for today. Thanks for listening. Please let me know what you think of today's episode and your thoughts on the topic. Please give us a like in Apple iTunes or whichever app you're using. It helps us out a lot. Again, for more information about how I can help you through the small business startup process, please go to TomClaremont.com. There you'll find a free download called The 7 P's to Profitability. It addresses the issues and the elements you'll need to have a profitable personal brand business. 